many blessings and welcome to this wonderful episode on morning routine made easy. You're going to learn so many wonderful things about creating a morning routine, the things that I wish I had known when I got started 25 years ago. Shireen has been doing this for 30 years and she gets up uh, even earlier than I do and I get up very early and and uh, today's a little bit of a wet day over here in Sedona and also over there in, in uh, Tampa, Florida. I have my, my hot chocolate here and we are going to get into some things that we've learned over the last 55 years between us of getting up very early that you can use in your life. So I'm excited that you're here and welcome, welcome, welcome Shireen. How are you doing? Hello, Michael. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I had a wonderful morning and I was just... A good morning routine? Oh, yes. A very nice morning routine. To be perfectly honest, I wish I did one thing different this morning, which I'll talk about later on in the podcast. But apart from that, it was a solid morning routine. And it what is it? 10 a.m. now and we're even recording a podcast so the morning is still fresh and good things are happening. So the most important thing is why do we need to have a morning routine? Like what is the point in, in having a morning routine instead of just waking up and running around and checking the phone first thing in the morning? Why should we have a morning routine? What do you think about that, Shireen? I was thinking in my own personal experience, right? When I first started working, I remember my first job interview. Needless to say, I did not get that job. What was it my, for? I mean, not, huh? What was it for? No, no. The first job interview is after I became an engineer and after I went to graduate school. Not okay. the temporary jobs, but, you know, Real uh, real job, real job. My first job interview, I was in a Texas A&M college station. And, um, at that time I was doing my thesis and it was a very tough thesis for me. And so every night I used to stay up till two in the morning like that. And so this person called me and it was, of course, this was before cell phones. <laughs> so I'm dating myself here. Mm -hmm. And so... <laughs> This person called me and I was sleeping. It was must have been nine o'clock in the morning. And so the job was in Dallas and I was sleeping and I woke up and he was talking to me and I, he asked me, so what do you think of this interview time and this? Can you come at this time? I said, I'm still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> First, I shouldn't have been sleeping. <laughs> I shouldn't have been sleeping. And two, I shouldn't have told him I was still sleeping. <laughs> Because he was like, you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> That's what he said. You shouldn't have told me that. Anyway, he they did invite me to come to Dallas for the interview, and I didn't get the job. And so I probably think it's because I was still sleeping at nine in the morning. That is funny. That is funny. It's true. The, the early bird gets the worm, as the expression goes. And it, it really... It's completely changed my life, morning routine. Before I started getting up early, I had a job in a factory and I would, it was like a night shift, right? It was the, the red eye shift. So I would get there, I think, at, I think it was six o'clock in the evening and I'd leave at six o'clock in the morning, right? So I'd be riding home on my bike, you know, 
at six in the morning, people are sort of getting up and getting to work. And I'm, I'd get home and go to bed around seven. And then I'd also on the weekends go out late and um, come back around 3am or 4am in the morning. So I was, my whole routine was completely upside down. And my mother had started getting up early for meditation. She started practicing meditation when I was 14. So I knew she was getting up and I would sometimes meet her on the stairs, right? So I'd be coming back from a party or something at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and she'd be getting up, right? And we would see each other on the stairs because I was about 17, 18. And I knew that getting up at 4am was much better than going to bed at 4am. <laughs> I remember just having this moment again and again, and I was like, I, I didn't admit it to her or to myself, but on a deeper level, I knew this was a good thing. And then a few years later, I had a spiritual awakening, which completely changed my life. And then I started getting up at 4 a.m. myself. And since then, you know, the only life... thing I can think of in that story is if I did that, my parents would have my hide. This is what it goes to show how different upbringings can be from India to in England. There was no way I would get away with something like that. No, they wouldn't have you going out at random parties all night and coming back at four o'clock in the morning and giving you- No, 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 no. I had a very sheltered upbringing. (laughs) There's no way they would allow me to do that. I'm guessing some Indian parents in England also are not going to allow their children to do that. I think it depends on the culture and and the people around and what they- what they believe and what books they read about parenting and how their parents were. I mean, there's so many factors. I'm sure some of my friends had parents like that as well. But um, but it, I, I could tell it wasn't working for me anyway, getting going about mm-hmm. that time. I remember I used to get up. It's very smart late. of you. Well, you know, I think it's good to have personal experience, then you know for yourself. So I'd go to bed yeah, and then I'd get up and I sometimes I'd have to be at college at 10 a.m. And I, I I was regularly late for class at 10 a.m. <laughs> 10 a.m. I'd be coming in, sneaking in the back of the room, and the teacher would be like, what are you doing? Like, it's 10 o'clock. Like, what, how come you can't get here at 10 a.m., right? So um, it was a radical change when I started getting up at 4 o'clock myself. And since then, my entire life is radically improved, radically improved, because having a morning routine sets us up for success. Whatever sorts of thoughts we think in the morning when we first wake up, that sets the tone for the day. And if we don't have a morning routine, then our first thoughts are going to be, oh my God, I'm late. What am I going to do? And then check the phone and get caught up in all the nonsense and the news and messages. And the whole day is wrecked while we're still in bed. I mean, I can't think of anything worse than getting up late and checking my phone first thing like that would know right it just seems like such an assault on the on the soul to get into something so external it just seems so like almost like violence against the soul yeah it's punishment it's like it's it's torture really if you think about it we've got this precious mind and this precious life and we have to protect ourselves and get clear on what we're doing with our life and why we're here and what's important to us and, and make sure we feel good and take care of ourselves. And that's the point of a morning routine. Instead of doing that, we wake up, 
and we're in a state of stress and then we look at the phone and we get even more stressed and we get controlled by other people. Oh my God, you have to get back to this person. You need to buy this product and you have to do this thing and check the news. We're, we're being brainwashed and programmed and, and tortured really while we're still in our bed. I mean, this is, a, this is about as bad as it gets. And so when you start Having a morning routine that you love, all these other things really feel like an affront, like an assault on our well-being. I remember one time I was in Hawaii and there was something happening on the East Coast and we had to get up for some call that was 5 a.m. in Hawaii um, for some, I can't remember what it was for, but someone convinced me that I needed to do this thing, go on this call. So I, I got up and I immediately was on this conference call at 5 a.m. I remember feeling like I was being abused having to do something at five o'clock in the morning instead of your meditation you mean yeah, instead of my meditation i felt like like what like i i remember feeling like this is one of the one of the most awful things that's ever happened to me in my life and that i don't know like i was so upset about that that instead of doing my normal morning practice i was forced into doing some t business related thing at five o'clock in the morning and so when when you get into a morning routine you just refuse to put up with all this stuff. It becomes one of the most important things in your life. And and without it, it's almost like you can't function properly. When you started waking up, right? You were 18 when you started waking up at four in the morning. Yeah. So what was your experience the first few months? Um, I mean, I, honestly, initially, it was a bit of a shock to the system because I was used to going to bed so late. So I think I was initially quite tired because my body clock hadn't adjusted. But at the same time, it felt like I was entering into a mystical world, like a magical world. So I'd wake up and I was like, wow, everyone's asleep. I was staying I was staying with my parents. I hadn't left home yet because was, I was only 18. So my mother was awake meditating somewhere else. And I was like, this is like a magical time because it's all dark outside and just about everyone else is asleep. And I could focus on myself and my thoughts and think about important things. And, and then I went to a class in the morning, spiritual class, which was a magical experience for me. Then the, gradually the sun would come up and I'd be doing meditation and listening to spiritual things. And I'd have breakfast with these meditation people. And then I would get on with my day. So I felt like by the time I got to college, I had had this whole morning practice, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock. By the time it was nine o'clock and I was at college, I'd had this whole window of wonderful, refreshing experiences. Then most people were just kind of getting up. Because I, I, I remember I was at college, people would just be coming in and they were like, they were late and they were ruffled <laughs> and their hair was all over the place. And they're like, oh my God, I can't make it. And a coffee in their hand. And, you know, and I'd had like five hours of, of this practice. And I thought, oh, this is so great. So right. I really, really enjoyed so it. So, how long did it take you to finally get used to this? I think it took where about, you were enjoying even getting up. I mean, once once you get used to feeling slightly tired and being all right with that, it probably only took about a month, roughly a month, to kind of feel it was normal on some level. And I would say it took about three or four months to you know, really ground in the habit. So it became a natural thing. So it wasn't, it wasn't really that hard. I think that once you get benefit from something and you enjoy it, then it becomes a fun thing to do. You know, I, I wanted to get up early. Yeah. So the morning routine has, has completely changed my life. What about you, Shireen? What, what is, what's been your experience getting up early in the morning? Um, it really did change my life too. 
And, you know, like there were practical applications of getting up in the morning, right? Like I would not only, you know, deal with my own spiritual practice, but if I was having any kind of interpersonal relationship conflicts, I would deal with it at that point because my mind was clearer. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I handle it? How do I approach it? Anything in life, right? Like I used to be a research scientist. So when I had to write something, when I had to do some kind of research, I was stuck with, that is when I used to be very quiet. And that is when a lot of these ideas used to come to me, how to have a breakthrough. So this is very, very important, I feel. It's just very practically important, right? It's not just a spiritual thing. I feel just you perform better as a person. That's very interesting. So you you not only did your practices, but you also, your mind also revealed to you the things that were going on in your life in other areas and what you needed to do about it. Right. Just so, so much clarity you have after the morning meditation. It's almost like it's the same in situation, like the same situation you deal with it the night before. You're tired. Your mind is not clear. You know, so many things have happened in the day and you haven't cleared your mind of all of the things that have happened in the day. In the next morning, right after meditation, the same situation, right? You just like have solutions so easily. And I feel that is what life is about, right? It's not like things don't happen to people. You know, people say life is short, but I feel life is too long. <laughs> and in a really long life, you need to find solutions very quickly. Like don't sit with problems. And so morning routine really helps us to find solutions. That's very interesting, actually. That's a subtle bonus benefit of getting up early is that whatever stuff we're dealing with that we might have have not resolved it just comes up it's almost like my own experience about this is is whatever wherever attachments i have whatever problems i have whatever issues i have they can't be hidden in right the morning early early in the morning they can't be hidden so everything is revealed every it's like a spotlight is shined on all this unconscious stuff that we try and avoid if i get up at eight o'clock nine o'clock and then check my phone, then I can avoid myself and I can avoid my problems because I'm immediately getting into distraction and chaos. And that can go on throughout the whole day. And then you go to sleep late and wake up and do it again the next day. And all these unresolved stuff just goes on and on and on. If you get up at four o'clock in the morning or, or early in the morning when it's dark outside and you sit in silence, all of this stuff is just going to come up a minute. You can't avoid it, really. And I think that's probably one of the biggest benefits is all of that stuff actually comes to the surface so we can look at it and then we have the power to deal with it as well. And, and if we don't deal with it on that day, it's going to come up again the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day until finally it gets resolved. So things that might be put off for years and years and years finally get cleared out. Right, right. So what, what tip would you give us? Like the first thing, if people are struggling, right? So me, 30 years ago, I would have totally been struggling with waking up in the morning. What tip would you give me? What tip right, well, would you give how to start? Well, if you want to get up early in the morning, if, you're, if your intention is, okay, I want to get up early and you're feeling tired, instead of me answering that question, Shreen, I'm going to put that back to you because you're better at this than I am, right? What do you think someone should do? Shireen has been more consistent and got up earlier than I have for a longer period. So actually, really, Shireen is the expert here. What do you <laughs> no, think? Really Shireen, putting what, me on the spot. <laughs> I know, I know. But I mean, let's be honest, right? 
you've been doing this for 30 years and you get up really early. What did you do to get up early, even when you were tired? Um, the first thing is the night before. The night before is very important. The night before, uh, at least half an hour before, one hour before, if you can manage, no, uh, no digital gadgets. No screens. Don't see it. Sit in front of the computer. Don't sit in front of your phone. Don't sit in front of the TV. No screens. And it's really like hygiene, right? There is in our center. There is a doctor that comes, and she's a sleep doctor, and she really talks about this: a sleep hygiene, and that if you don't have hygiene, like just like brushing your teeth before going to bed, like the, it's it's even more important than that. The important thing is you wake up, you make sure that the night before, at least an hour before you go to bed, that you switch off all of these devices. And if you get bored, you can take a book and read, which is not on Kindle, um, but you know, take a book and read. And then half an hour before, I always write something or I always talk to God and I kind of like cleanse my mind of whatever happened during the day. And um, I do something called a spiritual rap party also, where I'm just, you know, just seeing everything as a movie and just letting it go, letting it go, letting it go so that I'm clear and clean before I go to bed. And so that is the first step, I think, the night before, one hour before, no gadgets, half an hour before you start you know, doing some kind of meditation, even if it is a journal, even if it is drawing something like, you know, I have mandalas in my room and sometimes I just color it. Mm -hmm. Even that is, that is useful. Something other than what you were doing during the day. It's very important. You feel, oh, it's half an hour is a lot of time. One hour is a lot of time. But this is time for yourself. This is what you're doing for yourself. That's so important to, to create space. You know, we, we need we need space to unravel, to unwind, to let it go, to clear it out. Otherwise, we will actually have mental health problems. I, I actually really genuinely feel that the amount of mental health issues in the world and this shouldn't be a taboo topic because if the mind gets out of control which is very easy for it to happen a lot of that is because the mind is overly stimulated in for so many years in a row without any pause that it's going to snap yeah. you know and so you have we to unplug so if we don't unplug and let go and practice releasing negative feelings and you know just letting it out there's only so much we can take before we basically go crazy um so this is not only going to make us feel better it's actually going to protect us from having various you know diagnosable mental health issues down the road so that's a big deal i know you're right you think that oh uh watching uh you know tiktok or whatever insta uh, late at night is free right because it's free your phone is free everything is free you think it's free it's not free no. the payment you're making for doing that is very high so you have to see the price of what you're doing in instantly it might be free but it's really not free no it's it all everything goes in i think one of the things we might not realize is that everything we see everything we read it gets stored in our subconscious somewhere and my my own experience is when i say i'm not going to watch anything and i'm going to just turn all this stuff off and not not just like in the evening but like for a long longer period of time 
I noticed that all these weird movies and stuff I've seen, all this stuff starts re-emerging in my mind in the morning because it's kind of being cleaned out. Um, but it, that doesn't happen if I'm constantly putting more stuff in. It gets pushed down. And then when we take a break, it all comes back out again. So all that right. stuff is going in. And um, if it doesn't get cleared out and cleaned up, it's all just bubbling away by itself in the back of our heads, causing all sorts of issues. Right. Now, now you have to give us a second tip, right? Like, well, when are you telling us what you did? Okay. Well, I actually have no, 10 is, is, You know, and I'll tell you why. You have 10 no. tips? I have 10 tips and I wrote them down. I thought I've got 10 tips that I wish I knew before I start getting up and I can go through all okay, of them. Okay, let's really hear quickly. them. The first tip is that getting up early isn't easy, especially in the beginning. So we need to expect some level of tiredness and some level of awkwardness, at least in the beginning. And even later on, right? It isn't easy. I think if we think everything in life should be easy, and then when it isn't easy, we think, oh, there's something wrong with me. It means it's a bad sign. Then we're never really going to get anywhere. So that's something that, that I think is really important, is to recognize that this is going to cause some level of weird feelings, awkwardness, tiredness, at least for a certain amount of time. And that's totally fine there's a price we have to pay to go through that. So that that's the first thing. It's just to acknowledge the fact that this isn't going to come naturally right away. The second thing is to do whatever practices you're going to do. We're going to talk about what practices you can do later on, but to do those practices as soon as you wake up, even if you don't feel like it, but like, for example, meditation, I might wake up and I'm not fully awake and I'm a little bit spaced out because I've been asleep, right? And I might not want to do meditation if I'm honest because I'm would rather go back to bed you know because it's all nice and cozy but if I just get up and I say I'm going to do these practices that I know are good for me once I get started doing them then I start feeling really 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 good but if I if I give in to that feeling of oh I can't be bothered with this then I won't get the benefit so that's another thing I've noticed is just to do the practices and once they get started, then they get easier and easier and easier. Have you noticed that, Shireen? Once you get into it. Yes, yes, yes. And I also, whatever practice I'm going to do in the morning, I do a couple of times. I do them the night before, the last thing I do. Let's say I decide, okay, tomorrow morning I'm going to practice being a bodiless soul. So the night before I do a few of those practices just before going to bed and then I sleep. So it's easy as soon as I wake up to pick it up again. That's great. Yeah, so... To get in the in the zone, whatever you're going to do the night, and when you wake up to do it the night before, so you're sort of in that same mindset. The third thing is to realize that the earlier we get up, within reason, the better it is, because we have a longer time to have a morning practice. Because we have to get we have to get on with our life at a certain point of the day and get things done. So the earlier we get up, the more time we have for our practices. I typically get up around four, but I I actually prefer, if I'm honest, getting up around three or even 2.15. 2.15 is my magic time to get up, but I haven't been able to do it um, because because I'm tired. But actually, I when I do get up really, really, really early, I know most people think 2.15, like, what the? <laughs> four o'clock is already ridiculous. <laughs> Two o'clock, like seriously, Michael. But the thing is... But also it depends what you want in your life, no? 
It's true. I can genuinely say If you know whatever it is, even in the age of social media and influences and YouTube stars and people think, oh, you don't need to work very hard. You have to work very hard to get where you want to be. Whatever you pick up, anything you pick up, you have to work really hard. I remember when I was in England, I was getting up at two o'clock every day and I had such amazing meditation between two and three. Two and three seemed to be like the best, 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 the magic, magic, magic hour. Three to four was still really good, but it was starting to get a little bit more mundane. And four o'clock, which normally people would say four o'clock is amazing, felt like pedestrian, you know, it really did. It felt, you know, it really did. There was an easy, easy people into this, right? No, 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 I'm just all like... All of you <laughs> listening, all of you listening, you don't have no, to wake up at two. I, I don't get up at you two o'clock You don't have now. to wake up at two. No, I don't get up at two o'clock now, but I'm just saying, I'm just making a point here that, because um, uh, uh, there was four of us, four of us brothers living together, getting up early, right? And my friend Nick and I used to get up at two for our practices. And then the other brothers would get up at four. And when they came in at four o'clock, we were like, you know, this job is done. You know, it's already finished, you know, by four o'clock. <laughs> but but I get up at four o'clock now, right? And I still think, well, that's great. It's better. Four is better than five. Five is better than six. You know, six is better than seven. So Right. And ease into this, right? If you're waking up at nine, wake up at five. I mean, right, right. don't worry about waking up at four. No, no, no. Though no. So, four is the magical hour. It is the magical hour. I mean, that's the aim, but, you know, it's easy into it. The point I'm making here is not to get up at two o'clock. That's not the point. And the point is, if you, only, if you need to be at work or start your work at like nine o'clock, you want to think, how many hours can I get in before I have to run around and do anything? And the longer it is, the more you feel like you're master of your life, you're in control of your life, you're doing the things that bring you joy. And so you can figure that out. Some people, they don't need to be anywhere till 12 o'clock, right? So they could get up. But the earlier you get up, the better it is. And between two and five is is the magic window called Amrit Vela, the early morning hours of nectar. And so if you can get up at four o'clock or earlier, you will notice something quite remarkable happening at that time number four is it's not easy to get up early if i eat late oh right that's very right? important if i eat a big meal at eight o'clock at night then i'm not going to be getting up at four o'clock very easily so it's good to either skip dinner or to eat a very very light meal that doesn't require much digesting because when like the stomach fruit is or something yeah fruit or some some very sort of low calorie thing that's easy to digest because when we're hungry we want to get up and when we're full, we don't want to get up. So just eat less and you'll naturally get up easier. Uh, number five is what Shireen was already talking about, that if we consume content or look at these screens or get involved in all this stuff, we can't get up. I actually find that content is similar to food. So if I'm looking at screens or watching stuff before I go to bed, it's it's like I have to digest that mentally in the same way I have to digest food. So just not having any of this stuff going on in my head makes it much easier to get up in the morning. The seventh thing is something Shireen also mentioned, that clear the day, do practices, let it all go, do all these things that let it out, writing a journal or talking to God or clearing it out or doing these various practices to clear it. So we come back to zero before we go to sleep is really, really, really important. Um, number eight is to have a solid, clear idea of what practices I'm going to do in the morning. If I can imagine what I'm doing before I go to sleep, then when I wake up, I've already set myself up for that 
anyway. So my mind is prepared for it. So I wake up and I'm like, okay, that's what I'm doing. And it's like continuing what was happening before you go to sleep. Uh, number nine is very practical, is to have a blanket ready or clothes ready next to the bed. I can't tell you how important this is, especially in the winter. If it's cold, right, and I wake up and and it's early in the morning and I'm all snuggled up in my, my, my cosy little cosy, 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 it's really hard to get out of bed, right? But if there's a blanket right there, or even if I grab the covers and I just move them over to somewhere else, then I'm going to actually get out of bed. So to have something nice and warm, slippers or some warm clothes that you can just pull on straight away, that makes it a lot easier to get out of bed. <laughs> and uh, number 10 is that over time, over time, everything gets easier. So it's not going to be easy for the first one, two, three weeks. It's going to be weird, but then it gradually gets easier the longer we do it. So... There's 10 tips. That's wonderful. Thank you, Michael. Let's now talk about what can you personally do for your morning routine? But we're not going to tell you what to do because you're a unique soul and we want you to think about what's going to make you feel good. And there are a few things that you could do and some of the things we're not going to talk about that you might want to do as well. And we're just going to give you some ideas. So what are some of the ideas, Shireen, that people could do for their morning routine? Oh, first thing is meditation, right? They have to get up and that's the first thing is uh, establish yourself as a spiritual being. I cannot stress that more, right? Like, And the more you do it, the more you discover how important it is and the more you discover how entrenched you're in labels. So to really establish yourself as a spiritual being, that's the first thing I would recommend people to do to really understand yourself as a soul and then connect with the higher supreme soul. And so th that is a very, very important practice. Um, also to really be loving to the self. I feel people say, oh, I'm hard on myself, but I feel we are not pretty lenient with ourselves. But we still don't know how to love ourselves, though. We are lenient with ourselves, but we, do, we don't know how to love ourselves. And I feel the morning time is the time where you really learn to love yourself and be firm with yourself both at the same time. You should learn to treat your mind as a toddler and how you would take care of a toddler. Very sweet and loving, but also setting down some boundaries and stuff like that, right? So to access your mind, to get your mind in order, all of these things need to happen in the morning because as the day progresses, then it just goes totally out of control. That's right. So the one main thing is to do some sort of meditation practice. So the first thought we have, we could do a whole session on this, the very first thought we have when we wake up sets the tone for the day. So if we think to ourselves, I'm a spiritual being and I've come here into this world to do great work and I'm here for a short time, right? To have that consciousness that we've kind of incarnated onto this planet. It's a very inspiring awareness, right? But here we are. Exactly. Right? That's very powerful thing to have in our mind first thing in the morning when you wake up rather than, oh my God, what have I done wrong? That's not going to inspire us, right? So the first thought, the first five seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds when we wake up, there's a, a window that's open where the subconscious is open. And those thoughts, they really got straight down into our subconscious and start affecting us because we're half awake, half asleep. So it's really worth thinking about 
what you want to think before you go to bed and then think those thoughts in the morning. Like, I am a spiritual being. I'm a being of love. I'm a being of light. I'm going to have a great life. I'm here to do inspired things. And, and then to connect with God, connect with a higher power as well, so that we're really charging ourselves up and have clarity about our morning. So some sort of meditation. We have a lot of free courses and meditations, guided meditations that you could listen to or study and use those things for your practice in the morning. And we can share that in the link in the links below the, this podcast. So you can have different practices to support you in the morning. So meditation is definitely an important one. Another one is spiritual study. We need spiritual study in the morning to refresh us. What are your thoughts on that, Shireen? That's the thing. That keeps me going, really. She's such we a great really... student. Is. Such a great student. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the blessing. Um, I think that's the most important aspect of my life is the spiritual study because it just really keeps me going because, you know, there are different aspects to the soul, right? The soul has different needs, like the body has certain needs, the soul has certain needs. And one of the needs of the soul is to have wisdom input, wisdom input into the soul, right? Like you need some eternal wisdom going into the soul all the time. And so when you pick up a wisdom practice, when you do like some kind of reading, some kind of study, it's really important because it just quenches that thirst, which is so important. Yeah, you actually do a class yourself, don't you? You're, you're teaching a class in the morning, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Seven so days a week, 365 days a year. Yeah, so Shireen has a spiritual study class. At what time is it? Six in the morning. Six in the morning, right? So th this changed my life. When I, I started getting up at four o'clock, then I started going for these meditation classes. So that's a great thing, whether you go to a class physically or on Zoom or study something at home, that is a wonderful thing. The third thing I'd recommend for a spiritual practice, a spiritual morning routine, is to get clear on your day on what you want to do. If I don't do this and I, you know, just do meditation study and then I get running around reacting to life, I'm that's not really a life of freedom and sovereignty. I'm just re responding, reacting, and that's that's still a trap. I agree with you, Michael, on this because we all want different things, right? We all want higher things. But how do you get those higher things? This is one of the really important ways to do it. Get up in the morning, have a spiritual practice, then you write down your, you know, what you're going to do to the through the throughout the day. You like you sit down and map your life. Even right. if it's for one day or for a week, whatever it is that you sit down and map your life. Without these steps, really, you don't go far. No, you don't. And I have a whole system that I've created for myself. Like I've been studying productivity. I've been an entrepreneur for, for many, many years. So I've had to figure out how can I actually achieve the things I want to achieve practically in my life. And I studied so many different methods and I found a lot of them, frankly, were kind of all right, but missing pieces and something was wrong about it. It was too complicated. So I created my own method that takes the big picture of life. What's the point of our life overall? And then what do we need to do in the next, you know, three months, the next one month? What do I need to do this week? What do I need to do today? So we've really taken this bigger picture and made it very, very practical and then I get extremely clear on what am I going to do right now? And how does that connect to my bigger life so that what I'm doing is 
moving me forward. I can give you a link to that as well in below this because it might be very useful for a lot of people. So having some sort of clarity about what we're doing, what our plan is, makes a massive difference. So we are being proactive before we get into it. Uh, and the days that I don't do this, because sometimes, frankly, I get into reaction mode and I don't fill all these things in, my day is a mess. I'm just being honest. A guaranteed way of wrecking our life is not having a plan. <laughs> Today, yeah. you said in the beginning of the podcast that you would tell us one thing you would do differently from this morning. The the thing that I did this morning, which I would, I did my meditation. I'm just going to lie down for a few minutes just to visualize what I'm doing. And then I woke up like an hour later um, because I fell asleep, right? And so I, I, what I should have done is But just, you did wake up at four, right? I did wake up at four, but then I went back to bed and what I, and then I, then I went to a class on Zoom, right? And so there's this window between my meditation and the class where I had this window of about an hour and a half where I could have got a lot of really high level work done. But because I was asleep, I didn't do it. And so I can still, you know, I have a lot of freedom in my life. I can have a nap. I can do all these different things later on in the day. But there's certain windows where we can really achieve a lot of stuff. I mean, if you need to go back to sleep, go back to sleep. It's better than at least get up and then have a little nap. But that's what I would have done differently today is just stayed awake, made some tea. And there's certain things that I could have already done this morning that I haven't done yet because I went back to bed. So there are always, always payoffs and trade-offs in life. And finally is, you know, sometimes people like to do exercise. If you need to do exercise or want to do exercise, it's a great thing to do because at least you get it done early in the morning. Otherwise it might never happen. So this is our morning routine and we will get into this in more detail in another session, but hopefully there's something you can take from this and we will send Should you we have a... Uh blessing for today yes a blessing for today healing so i picked out this book and i picked healing i have to pick healing again healing healing a powerful metamorphosis has embraced you restoring your peace and healing the scars you feel reborn whole again and utterly transformed into a joyous light being. Each day brings new hope and joy as you heal and grow. That's beautiful. So if you have a morning routine, your entire life will radically improve. Make it heal. work and you'll heal and make it work for you. I think the key thing to take from this session is all of these things are possible with a little bit of discomfort at the beginning, just a little bit, but then you get so many blessings and so many wonderful things happen. If you're willing to go through that, then anything is possible. So have a beautiful rest of your day, beautiful week. Thank you for your wonderful presence. Thank you, Shireen. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for sharing. That was wonderful. Yay. Talk to you soon. Lots of love. Bye.